Welcome to Ripple Impact. Our guest today is a coach, a co-author, a mother, a community connector, and someone who is very, very passionate about the community. She is also a transformational life coach. Glenda Shedd, you're welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Abraham. It is truly an honor um, to be here on your show today. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. You're welcome, Glenda. Glenda, looking at all that you, you do, being uh, such a passionate person about the community, and you, you seem to be so passionate about tomorrow, can you tell us why you speak about passionate tomorrow and what does that stand for? Thank you very much for asking, asking me that question, Abraham. Um, I am indeed passionate about my community. Community has made a, a very, very significant difference in, in my life. And so has compassion. Many, uh, about 23 years ago, my only son, um, Daryl, passed away. And it was a time in my life for, for many years um, that I was very, very lost. And I didn't, um, I didn't know how I was going to go on. And what I learned and what I was given is what I, I love to talk about when I talk, when I speak about a compassionate tomorrow. Because when, when people that love you, your friends, your colleagues, your volunteers from the community invest in you, especially when they, they don't always know what to do or what to say, because they may have never walked in those shoes. That is when I learned the importance of being empathetic about not you don't have to walk in someone's shoes or someone's life in order to be passionate compassionate thoughtful mindful how to listen differently because those are are things that that truly make a difference and made a difference in my life and there was a time that I never thought I'd be passionate about anything again. And it's something that people are like, you're so passionate, Glenda. And I'm like, yes, I am. But you, you receive wisdom in life. And I believe it's what you do with that wisdom. And giving back is, is so important. Hmm. Wow. That's so um, touchy. I mean, like, you said it's not always easy to know exactly how someone feels, except you find yourself in that shoes. So losing someone, you know, your son, your only child, for that number of years, I can imagine, you know, what it has been for you. And um, yeah, I know one of the ways you have been trying to overcome that feeling of pain is to try to be compassionate with others and try to give, you know, give to the society and give to the community. 
Because there are a lot of people who are out there, either they've lost someone or they've lost, lost a parent or they lost a loved one, and they, they really don't know how to handle the situation, right? They, are, they may not be as fortunate as you are to have found a way to cope with that situation and helping people based on your experience to give back to them as being one thing that I believe can change a lot of people's life. Now, Glenda, can you tell us about your Communications with Confident program? I know you have a program called Communication with Confidence that you've been using to help people communicate more confidently. Can you tell us about this and how you came about this, please? Thank you again for that question. Communication is, um, is part of who I am as a, as a person. And we all hear about communication all the time, whether it's communicating with our colleagues, with our family, with our community. But communication is much more than speaking. Mm -hmm. And where I learned this, of course, was, as you and I are, are both fellow Toastmasters, mm -hmm. I learned that there are other very important parts of communication. In fact, listening. Okay. Listening differently, or I like to call it listening louder. <laughs> when a person listens differently, it is, it's almost undescribable how much more we learn about the individual that is, is speaking, and it helps us assess information differently, as well as it improves our dialogue. And so communication, to communicate with confidence, and that is, is something that, that many people are like, you're a professional speaker, Glenda, I don't know how you get on a stage. And, and it's like, well, you, it, it takes time and it takes support and it takes investing in yourself, believing in yourself to be a confident communicator. But I've learned from the masters. I've learned from many, many professional speakers that I've had the opportunity to see or personally or to watch on YouTube. I mean, the world is an open opportunity when it comes to YouTube. You can learn anything, right? Mm -hmm. So communicating with confidence, it's life-changing because when you, like I say, you listen differently, you assess differently, you deliver the information differently. And also there's another component that I've added to my Communicate with Confidence program, and that is empathetic leadership. And it's interesting, since the pandemic has started, we, we've heard two words that I'm very well aware of. One is pivot, which is mm -hmm. so important that everybody is, is changing <laughs> and adapting and pivoting, right? But the other word is empathy. And I believe to be an empathetic leader, first of all, you have to be authentic. You have to be real, regardless whether you're a a, a, a corporate CEO of a major organization, a, a small business entrepreneur, or a stay-at-home mom, homemaker. We all deserve empathy in our lives, as well as we all 
can give empathy because, you know, I know people say to me, oh my gosh, I never knew that, that you lost a child. And I'm like, well, mm. I don't walk around with a sign on my forehead that says, <laughs> hi, I lost a child. And they're like, well, you're, you, you're so compassionate and you're so yes. empathetic and, and, and you're so positive. And I'm like, it hasn't always been this way. Mm. I had to learn to find hope, right? So again, being an enhanced communicator and using empathy, uh, listening differently, having an appreciation for our colleagues, regardless whether we like them or not, having a true appreciation for our family, never taking them for granted, for our friends, for our, our community. And also, I believe that it takes a lot of courage to pivot, to be a different kind of, of leader. Um, I read in a, a, a Toastmaster magazine, as a matter of fact, and the article was talked about leading with love. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Wow. Adding love into leadership. Wow. It's about respect. It's about gratitude. It's about appreciation. It's about listening differently. So that's what the uh, my Communicate with Confidence program is about with the new element of empathetic leadership. Wow, such such great uh, insight. Now, the word you use there, leading with love, being empathetic, it's quite strong because we have a lot of people who, of course, in quote, say they are leaders, but of course, they don't, they, they don't have the interest of the followers at heart. And I believe that makes a lot of difference if you lead the people with their interest in heart, it makes a lot of difference. And it, it cannot be, it's something that is obvious, right? When you lead people with their interest in heart, you are empathetic to them, you, you lead them with love, that means their interest is covered. You are very much concerned about what happens to them and what does not happen to them. You want to see them grow. You want to see them progress. You want to see them change. You want to transform them. This is something that I believe it's very obvious. You don't need a sotsoya to tell you when this happens, right? So it is very key, like you try to make us understand, leading people with that empathy in mind and having their interest or love you know, it's something that can create a lot of transformation. In fact, if not for anything, that makes your followership to be more loyal to you, right? Being, being, being empathetic, right? Absolutely. I, um, I can't say enough about this, Abraham. There are many, many people in my life that have never walked my journey. Yet, they know, let's, going back to my son, Daryl, mm -hmm. they know when my son's birthday is. They know when is the anniversary of his death. Mm -hmm. Many of them, do you know, at Christmas time, and I hope that we still send Christmas cards because everybody's sending it in an email. Anyway, do you know that there are years that Almost every Christmas card I have received 
has an angel on it. That is people listening and, and, and knowing what's really important to, to me. I have one of my friends that in, in 23 years has never missed, like I said, my son's birthday, his, the anniversary of his death. She always, always in my Christmas card, always writes my son's name. Mm. And, and I can't even put into words what that means to me. And, and we all have the opportunity to, to do those type of things. You know, there's um, a quote by Leo Buscaglia that, that I, it's at the bottom of my email. I, and I love it. And this, this describes so much what, what I'm trying to say and what I've received. And this quote is, too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the opportunity to turn a life around. So regardless whether it's in our personal lives, in our prof professional lives, or in our community, we have that opportunity. We don't know just by looking at someone what their, what their journey is or has been, but a simple smile, you know, and you can tell even nowadays with, with us all wearing masks because of the pandemic, I can tell when somebody at Safeway is smiling. <laughs> I can. And we all have that ability, Abraham. Right. Absolutely, yes. It cannot be hidden with the marks or without the marks. Smile come from, comes from the heart, not only from the face. It starts from the heart, then it transmits to the face. So if you don't have the smile in your, face, in your heart, then you can't show it on your face. So there is no way to hide that, right? So that's quite important. Glenda, by the way, you also MC at events. You speak at events, you MC at events. And I understand when you speak, you try to combine empathy with humor in your speeches. Can you just tell us a little bit about some of your moments on the stage, what you, how you engage people with empathy and humor? Well, again, thank you for asking that question. <laughs> as you know, and as, as any speaker knows, it's all about your audience. Of course, we, you know, are, are, we get all nervous and we're like, oh my gosh, are they going to like me? Are they going to not like me? And what I do is, is I always remind myself, Glenda, it's not about you. You're the one that has a message to be shared, but it's up to your audience as to whether they receive it. And we know that not everybody is ready for our message or needs our message, right? Mm -hmm. So because of, of many of my experiences, my life experiences, those are, those are areas that I always bring to the stage. And, and quite often, when you, when you talk about 
some real heavy duty stuff, you learn quickly that you better add some humor because otherwise people can only take so much stuff that might bring them down, right? And also I've learned as a professional speaker that I do have a message. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that my audience receives it. And when they do, it's amazing what happens because you can see even when you're on a stage and you can't see, but you can feel it with your heart. And you know at the end when they applaud for you, you know that the message that you brought for the audience, that they received it. Mm. So that is one of the greatest, as a professional speaker, that's one of the greatest feelings in the world when you know, you know, that your message was delivered and well received. Mm. So basically, when your message is impacting people, right? Transforming lives. That's when you feel you have really, uh, you have done your beat of the work, right? It is important because why, like you said, why, why, what is it about? Is it about you? Some people go on stage, they want to, they want to talk like they are talking to themselves. They don't connect with the audience. You made it clearly, uh, you clearly stated that it's uh, about the audience, not about you, which is very true. The audience may have paid huge sums of money to sit down to listen to you, or even if it's a free event, they have committed their time. So it is what's giving them the value that they deserve so that the next time they hear you are presenting or you are in an event, they'll be willing to you know, to register and be there. And they can also promote you through word of mouth. When they tell their friends, oh, I was at this event, Glenda Shea spoke at this event, and she did this, she did that, she was so amazing, this is what I learned, and you don't have to miss it. Your friend, their friends may want to, you know, be at your next event. And by doing that, you're already promoting yourself. So I also realized that you, you are also a podcast host. You organize interviews like this, and the title of your show is Keeping It Real. So can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Thanks again. Wow. Thanks to my coach, Fong, um, for inspiring me. I think he's inspired many of us and motivating me to uh, have a podcast and he gave me a great deal of help and i've learned that there are bazillions of people with podcasts <laughs> so how am i ever going to get the audience by promoting it by telling people by asking people to share it just like with our youtube and so forth and so on right but you know yes i'd like to have a million listeners but more importantly what keeping it real is about is exactly that it's about authenticity mm 
It's about real life. It's about good days. It's about bad days. It's about hurt. It's about love. It's about inspiring others. It's about community. It's about real life. Mm-hmm. And to me, to whether I have three or 33 or 3,033 listeners, it's the people that come and listen and support me by, by listening. And, and then some of them, they send you feedback. And you know that, again, regardless of how many people are listening, if you touch one heart, if you make a difference for one life, that's success. Wow, that's interesting. Imagine if every single person on earth touches one life each day. Imagine how many lives will be touched at the same time. That's well, and but we have that opportunity. We all do, right? You know, letting somebody in traffic might seem like the simplest gesture, but we don't know. That person may have just learned that they have cancer, Hmm. or they may be rushing to see a relative that doesn't have much time, or maybe they're going through a divorce. These are, these are all just regular, normal things that are going on every day in life, right? And so I know I've had people that have let me in traffic on days that were very dark. And you know that when I got home, that's what carried me, was knowing that somebody offered me kindness. Mm. And speaking of kindness, Happy, I think it's Happy World Kindness Day, Abraham. It's today. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> happy World Kindness Day. So happy World Kindness So we all have to go out there and give a little bit, uh, a, an act of kindness to everyone we find. Our listeners, today is Happy World Kindness Day. So for those of you that may have or maybe seen this, much later, just remember that today being November the November the 13th is Happy World Happiness Day. So I'll put that down in my calendar. I never knew about that. And I'll make sure I don't miss it the next time. And I will do my best also to show kindness to someone. If not, by I can put a call across to someone I haven't spoken to for a while you know, just to remember them and share a little bit of kindness. And I believe everyone can do that. It, it's not in the day itself, but it should be something that we do daily. Amen. It's, it's, um, <laughs> I find it interesting that we, we have World Kindness Day and National <laughs> Kindness Day and Random Acts of Kindness Day. And I think, isn't every day Kindness Day? And and I am far from perfect, believe me. But kindness is a motivator for me because when you are kind, even yes. to people that you think don't deserve it, 
Right. It comes back to you tenfold. By the way, everybody deserves kindness. <laughs> that was Amen. The word going. Thank you so much, Glenda, for that uh, wonderful uh, information that you just passed on to us. And um, yeah, and talking to us a little bit more about keeping it real. I, 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 by the way, love the name, keeping it real. Life should be about reality. People should be real. There's too much of pretend, pretending and too much of fakeness in the world. And that's why the world is the way it is. If everyone comes out to be unique and to be exactly the way they are created to be by acting in that manner, I think the world would be a lot uh, better than you know what it is right now. People pretend to be what they are not, and that is hurting the world. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's my uh, take on that as well. So, Glenda, I just wanted to find out, what is a typical day like for you? Oh, well, now everything is different for everyone. But I'm still, um, I'm still a very busy person. I currently work full-time for a library. So I have a full-time job. My, I have an immense passion for the business that I have and that I'm, I'm rebranding right now, as well as for the work that I do um, for 360. Also, I'm a member of the most amazing, amazing mastermind group. We meet twice a week. I also have several Zoom meetings, as we all do. And I live on an acreage, so that keeps me super busy. And community is, it's different now. The mm -hmm. community is, is mostly by Zoom. And that, again, is because of, of what's happening with, with the pandemic. Um, so I still, and, and I read, I read, well, working for a library, I guess I better be reading books. There's, <laughs> there's so many, I'm reading a book right now um, uh, on branding yourself, being known, it's called known. known. And well, it's, you know, here we are on YouTube and, and we've got our websites and, and we're one, we're all wanting everybody to, to seek us, right? To seek us as a speaker or as a coach or whatever our services offer. And so I'm learning even more about the importance of authenticity, of being who you are and being passionate about who you are. And when you do that, it truly is the, again, is for me, is the measure of success. And that's what I'm working behind the scenes around all the other parts of my life, building a brand of Glenda Sheard and a compassionate tomorrow. Wow, wow. that's that's powerful. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Glenda. Glenda, can you give us in one word what would be your advice for our audience? Hope. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Glenda. Glenda, this has been a very uh, amazing time, you know, with you on, on, on this show. And I believe every one of our viewers will have found something that 
will help them to have hope. Listening to your story, even though you just gave an abridged version, you know, it's something that will help those who are out there who may have had the same kind, the kind of experience you have had may not be the same, may not be their only child. They may have lost someone, right? But in your, in your case, he's your only child and you lost your child 23 years ago. And you have been able to pull yourself together to do what you're doing, doing multiple things, coaching people, transforming lives. You've co-authored you, co a best-selling book. You, you know, you are emceeing, you are speaking on stages, you're carrying out community work and all of that. That is so much for, you know, that you have been doing. And I believe a lot of people will borrow from your leaf and begin to take one step at a time that will help them to move past their current situations. Thank you so much for being with us again. And I hope that we can have you on our show some other time. Thank you, Glenn. Linda. Abraham, this is, thank you so much um, for, inviting to, for inviting me to be a guest on your show. When you extended the invitation, I was, I was so excited. Um, I've, I've watched other, other people that you've had, other guests you've had, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to get to be on Abraham's show and, and share a little bit about my story. And, and I thank you for your empathy for your leadership, um, for your compassionate, and for, and for asking the right questions and for listening so well. I, this has truly been an honor, Abraham. Thank you so much.